Back here, WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison, Beyond the Badgers taking over. Dan, what's good? What up, what up? Big uh, show planned today. Patrick, you forgot to turn my mic on, you dumb idiot. No, it is on, bro. Uh, what up, what up? Big show planned for y'all this afternoon. Big time, time. That's I hate to say that. Big time, time in sports. We got the NBA is back. MLB playoffs heating up the LCS and the NFL. I tell you what, that league is an absolute joke because anybody can beat anybody, but it's so fun to watch. We had some great games in prime time Monday night football last night. Aaron Rodgers, the I like to call him the uh, surgeon, if you will, absolutely dissecting uh, the 49ers defense on the way to a 33-30, excuse me, 30 victory uh, last night. And then Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. That game was wild. Yeah, Hopefully, was wild. folks out there bet the over because, my God. Yeah, Back it was crazy. Forth, there was only one punt all game. In the fourth quarter, New England held them to a 3 note. <clears throat> one punt over the course of an entire game. That is insane. Well, I'll get to all the NFL action. Patrick, as well, who do we have for a guest today? Coming on live over the air today, we have Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators. Fourth overall pick from this last June's draft. Highest in his family. We'll talk all about it with Brady. Um, just scored his first NHL goal a few games ago. Scored again last night uh, in the Sens win over the Dallas Stars, but he's been hot lately. It's been hot. Not bad, not bad. So, Dubs, we want to switch it up here in the show, and we are going to, instead of 5 at 5-2-5, five, five, we're going to go to the top five in the first five. All right, sounds good. Um, Dan, like you alluded to, the NBA tips off tonight. We got the 76ers going into TD Bank North Garden against the Boston Celtics, um, and then also defending champs open up at home. Are you guys really interested at all tonight, or are you going to tune in to a particular game? I'm more interested in, I'll go first on this yeah. one, because you're not an NBA guy. Not a big NBA guy, um, especially I'm, at the start of the year. Come on. I'm more interested in, no, I love it, start of the year. But, oh, the thing, uh, I, thing I love most about the NBA, Twitter. The NBA is the best. So petty. It's NBA Twitter's off the chain, but uh, in your question, I am more interested in the Boston-Philly game solely because they had already won the NBA championship in 2019. So <laughs> I want to see... Who gets off a hotter start? Boston obviously has Gordon Hayward back after that gruesome leg injury. Want to see fits in. Uh, Want to see Kyrie off an injury uh, and all those Boston pieces. And then obviously the process. Everybody wants to see the process. They had a great year last year. Want to see who's going to be the top dog in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference, not Lanzion. I mean, it's the Celtics division to lose, or the conference to lose, I believe. Kyrie. Gordon Hayward, both back off of injury, two studs. Kyrie does thing. Also, Sick has uh, come out and saying, if Boston wa- City of Boston wants me, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, he'll, that stay. Was sick. he'll stay. What do we got next? Also, um, big night in basketball, but even maybe a bigger night in baseball. We got the Dodgers and the Brewers. Dodgers trying not to fall down 3-1 at home. And um, the Red Sox going on the road into Houston, Oof. trying not Tough. to trail 2-1. Who is this game bigger for, the Dodgers or the Red Sox? I'll go first on this one. I think it's bigger for the Dodgers. I mean, the fourth win in the series is obviously the hardest one to get, but they did what they had to do, took that took that one game on the road to start, but now dropping one um, at home again makes it tough for them, um, having to win another one on the road, at least if it's going seven. But take it, going down 3-1, that's, that's a tough hole to try and come out of, especially with the, the crew 
and the crew that the crew has in the bullpen. Wow. I, like, I mean, see what the, you did there. I, I like there? that. I like there that a lot. Go. I'm going to go off script, and I'm going to go. It's actually bigger for both the Brewers and the Astros, and here's why. If the Brewers win tonight, which I think they will, mark that down, Dubs, they are automatic. There's no way they're losing a th- three in a row to the Dodgers with two games at home. No chance they lose. If they lose tonight, you got 2-2. It's a best of three. It's a little sketchy, uh, but we'll see. I love the Dodgers in that one, so I think it's bigger for them. And then the Astros, uh, we're a little nervous because I picked Boston to win, obviously. Uh, but if the Astros win tonight, they're up 2-1. You got another game at home tomorrow, and uh, you can steal that one as well. So you're up 3-1, and then it's pretty much over there. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think this is huge for the Ast- um, Astros because if the Red Sox steal this one tonight, you got uh, Chris Sale coming back in Ooh, Game 5. Which that's a good is point. Big. Chris Sale. Wait, are you pitching Game 4? Because um, they're on Game 3 tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they. I think they are going four days rest instead of three. Um, so I'm not sure, completely sure, but I think it's a big game tonight. And then um, I'll just rotate to the next uh, question. There's a lot of action in college football this past Saturday. LSU stomped Georgia in, at Death Valley. Um, Michigan stopped our, stomped our beloved Badgers 38-7. In a very tough game to watch. Um, besides that, um, who made the biggest statement in college football this past Saturday? Biggest statement is going to be Michigan. I hate to say it. I absolutely hate to say it, but Michigan made the biggest statement. They made a huge jump in the polls. Uh, I think they're up in the top 10 now after they were fi- uh, 12. But um, Michigan showed showed people who's boss. Uh, and it was a tough game. It was a tough game to watch for uh, Badgers fans. But I think Michigan, like you said, coming off that big win, uh, they're obviously now in the playoff hunt. they got to beat Ohio State and they got to beat Penn State. But if they get those two and then they win the Big Ten championship, they're in for sure. Definitely. That was a big, tough loss for Wisco. I think statement game, biggest game, was LSU beating Georgia. Making moves has been consistently climbing up the rankings. They came in at number five again this week. Georgia was... No, but LSU LSU moved up to five this week. Yeah, they're five. Yeah, they moved up to five. I think that was a big win at home against one of the top teams in the country in Georgia. But um, LSU has looked nice. They dropped that tight game to, to Florida, but that's the only blemish on the record so far. And... Definitely somebody to keep in the back of your mind coming around college football playoff time. Yeah, and Michigan pretty much before that, before the win uh, Saturday against the Badgers, Michigan was pretty much dead to rights in terms of the playoff picture. Now, according to ESPN, they're 22% chance to make it with a 4% chance to win the title. So I think that, uh, along with just a statement at home, obviously Harbaugh is still looking for signature wins. He's, been t- he's had tough records against Michigan State and Ohio State. Got to win those games. He has a chance to do it this weekend against Michigan State. What do we got, Dubs? Um, uh, final question. We got a little trivia for you guys today. Ooh. Ooh. I like you it. Guys. Um, keep it. Keep it calm. The trivia, so, uh, this past Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens accumulated 11, 11 sacks in their game win against the Tennessee Titans. Is that good? Can you name the last team to have double-digit sacks in a game? Oh. Wait, and the year? Uh, I can, just I'll, the team I can, I'll hook you up with the year. It was uh, 2007. So oh it's been God. 11 years. Who's your guess, Patrick? I have absolutely no you gotta idea. you got to have a guess. It's just a team. Just name a team. Go with the Steelers. Steelers had a main D for a long time. I think I know the answer to this question, Dubs, and I think the reason you're asking this is because you're a mini boy. You know I'm a mini boy, so I'm oh, going to go to the gross. Minnesota Vikings with 
Uh, I don't know if they had Jared Allen then, but they had the, the Williams wall for sure. I'm going to go Vikes. As much as I would love to say that's the answer, um, you're incorrect, um, both of you guys. Oh. Shoot. Uh, Shoot. It was actually the New York football giants, the 2007 oh, Super Bowl champs. OCU and Yora had six alone in that game. Goodness gracious. Donovan McNabb was definitely sore that next Monday. Oh, that's tough. You hate to see that if you're Donovan McNabb. Was Strahan? Look up if Strahan was yeah. on that team. Strahan, on that team? Strahan picked up a sack. You yeah, got to be Dubs. Um, you know better to give me a Giants. You need we need a Minnesota question, you know. That's too easy, I guess. Um, we'll we'll just see next week. We'll see what we got in store next week. Man, I love the trivia. Keep that coming. Keep it keep it coming. So that'll be our um new segment here, first 5 at 5 2 5. Or no, 5. First, first top 5 in the first 5. <laughs> I like that. Top 5 in the That's first 5. That's got a good five. ring to it. Does have a good ring to it. Uh before Brady calls in here, Dubs, you want to? Oh, he's calling in. Sorry, he's calling in right now. Hello. How's it going? Hey, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah. What's going on, Brady? Not much. How you guys doing? Pretty good, thanks, Brady. Thanks again for uh, for being willing to come on the show. Uh, I'm Patty. It's my co-host Dan. Um, I obviously appreciate you taking the time. Um, big win for you guys last night in Dallas. Um, another goal for you, power play, or no? But if uh, if people don't know, Brady yeah. plays for the Ottawa Senators, Patrick's hometown team. Uh, grew up in St. Louis. The first question I want to ask you, Brady. Obviously, uh, like I mentioned, you grew up in St. Louis. You guys have had uh, a rush of talent into the NHL. Logan Brown, Trent Frederick played here. Obviously, brother to you, yeah, Luke Cunning. Uh, what was your development like in St. Louis playing with all those talented players? Yeah, I think um, it starts off with all the ex-NHLers that, that after their careers just stayed in St. Louis and, and raised their family. It's you know, it's a great place to you know raise a family. And, and those guys really, you know, some of those guys, Jeff, uh, Jeff Brown, Al McKinnis, um, you know, Chris Bronger, um, you know, there's a lot more guys that, that stayed, stayed around and, and you know, raised their family and, and shared their love of the game for, for all those kids. So it's, um, yeah, definitely not a surprise uh, for me to see a lot of St. Louis talent coming in the, in recent years, and uh, there's definitely definitely gonna be a lot more because um, St. Louis now I, I like a hockey hotspot, and and it's it's not one of those uh, markets where um, you know they're gonna people think oh they're gonna we're gonna play the St. Louis Triple A Blues and we're gonna dominate them. It's it's the other way around. It's you know, every age group every year. It's they're always, you know, seem to be in the top 20 um, at their age. So it's real exciting to see. And, and yeah, I think for sure it's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more, uh, you know, St. Louis kids coming up. Obviously, after playing in St. Louis, you made the jump to the U.S. National Development the U.S. National Development Program, uh, where you captained the U.S. Uh, Under-18 team to a gold medal at the 2017 uh, Under-18 World Championships. Uh, and then last year, playing for the world in the world juniors for team team usa where you guys took home a gold medal what does it mean for you to be able to represent your country on those stages at such a young age yeah it's um you know to, play, to be at the u.s program it was um you know for my 17 to 18 years it was unbelievable it was you know get to practice against um the best kids um in america your age group so practice and compete every day i think that's no, it's uh, you know it makes the U.S. you know unbelievable. It's just always competing and, and always you know, being the best every single day. So, um, and I've made a lot of you know, lifelong friendships at the U.S. program. And then um, at the World Juniors, it's, it was a little bit of a bigger stage. Um, you know, it's a huge deal in Canada, and it's um, no, it was real special. And 
you know, got to meet some guys that you know, I haven't met before and got to play with, you know, a lot of really good players. So, um, and it's always, uh, you know, a great opportunity and a privilege to put on the U.S. Uh, crest and, and wear it for not the U.S. program every day and then a World Juniors, you know, for those couple weeks. To, it was a huge honor and it was, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, some a lot of people might not know, your mom is actually Canadian. Was there ever any question about whether who you were going to play, uh, who you're going to represent on the international stage? No, there's uh-huh. there's really really no question. My we had a little, my dad's got a little joke that uh, you know I'm 51 percent American and 49 percent <laughs> so uh, that's a joke, but uh, no, it's uh, yeah, there's really no question about it. Now your brother uh, Matthew plays for Calgary, uh, the Calgary Flames currently. Uh, he was also an NT NTD peer. Um, but he actually played in the OHL in, this, uh, in the Canadian Hockey League for the London Knights, and you went to Boston University instead. What went into that decision, uh, choosing the NCAA route rather than going to major junior? Yeah, um, you know, Matthew being in London, it was, you know, it really worked out, um, you know, for him. Um, for me, I was just, you know, I committed to BU uh, at a pretty, pretty young age, and I wanted to, you know, honor that commitment, and I felt like that was a best place for me to develop and, and looking back um you know now being here in Ottawa was, it was uh, I feel like the best place for me is you know I got to you know, got a lot stronger got a lot faster and and got more confident playing against older guys and, and stronger guys so um no it was uh it was a great year made, made a lot of great friends great memories so um it was one of the best years of my life so I'm um, really happy with the decision and and BU I felt like was just the best place for me now, going to BU, you only played uh, one season there before making the jump to the National Hockey League this year. Uh, what went into making that decision? Was it really tough to, to decide whether you were going to turn pro or whether you are going to go back to BU for your, your sophomore season? Yeah, it was, it was a real hard decision. Um, you know, it's always tough leaving a place you love and, and, and want to be at. Um, you know, I've got you know, a lot of my best friends on the team still. Um, it, it was real hard. It was, it was a great year, but um, at the end of the day, it's, I felt like I was ready for for the next step. I I felt like this is a great opportunity to come to and and the team. You know, Ottawa. You know, a lot of people don't think we have a good team, but um, you know, we showed the past couple of games that you know, we can we can you know set our pace and, and set you know our mark on some of the best teams in the NHL. So I think it was just a great opportunity, and and it's a, it was a dream of mine to be in the NHL. And when I saw the opportunity, I just just wanted to take it and felt confident. Um, you know, I can make an impact too. Now, your dad, Keith, played from 1991 to 2010 in the National Hockey League, st- uh, having stops in St. Louis, Atlanta, Winnipeg, and also with uh, the Phoenix Coyotes, scored over 1,000 points. What kind of impact did he have you in your career? And also, you are the first Kachuk. You're the fastest Kachuk to score a first NHL goal, and you are the yeah. highest drafted Kachuk. you got to be the best, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's not go too far. There is. Now, my dad had a... You know, a fantastic career. He, you know, he played you know, 19 years and, and was an impact in all those years. So um, those are pretty big shoes to fill. And, and, and you know, my brother, he's been off to you know, a great start going into his third year. So, um, no, it should be – I mean, I wouldn't say there's a competition. But, um, <laughs> there's got to be. No, there's, rather competition. There's, 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 yeah, there's a lot of motivation there. So, um, no, it's just we'll see what happens. But um, the goal is just to get better every day. Uh, you and your brother first matchup between each other in February. What's that going to be like? Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think the, the different thing about Matthew and I is 
um, than, than most brothers. That if uh, you know one brother plays another brother, it'd probably be a pretty calm game, not a lot or a lot of talk. Yeah. <laughs> I think if uh, no, my brother and I, when we play each other, it's going to be pretty physical. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely not a lot of talk. And it's going to be all business. So, um, no, it's going to be real exciting for I know both of us, and and it's going to be super exciting for all the all the family and friends that are going to come to that game. So, um, no, we're we're real excited. We, uh, no, it's it's obviously a long a long ways away. So, oh, just kind could... of focus on you know, the short term, and then um, you know get there eventually. What what about what's gonna happen if there's a scrum after the whistle and the two of you guys are right in the mix of it? Uh, <laughs> I know. I for for me, I'm not gonna try to fight because I know my mom's not gonna. <laughs> Classic. Um, try to try to keep it cool and, and not do anything too stupid. <laughs> uh, obviously, Patty mentioned earlier you scored your first two goals against Philadelphia October 10th. Uh, made your NHL debut j- just two days prior against Boston. Uh, have you had any welcome to the NHL moment? Um, what was that debut like? Um, and any kind of rookie thing? Did, did the did the centers make you go out and skate around warm ups by yourself or anything like that? Yeah. So the first game was no, pretty cool. I, you know, close to seventy people um, in Boston for the first game, and yeah, I had to you know go you know for a couple solo laps and uh, like it <laughs> uh, and warm ups. It was pretty cool. I also had no bucket too. So uh, that was, uh, was pretty cool. But yeah. So no, it's just. Um, you know, that was a pretty cool experience just to see and, and have, you know, a lot of my family there. Um, you know, then the next game, Philadelphia, first home game, it was, you know, it was real special and, and fortunate to get, um, you know, a couple good bounces going my way. So, um, no, it's just all been really good. And it's just a couple things that kind of been eye-opening just being in the NHL, just seeing, you know, guys that you, you look up to and, and you know, seeing them across the, across the ice, across the bench and, and see, you know, you're just playing against some shift at, shift after shift. Uh, one guy for me is who I look up to uh, a lot, and who I try to model my game after is Jamie Ben. Mm. Being able to play him last night and and you know kind of chat with him and um, you know during the game is it, it was real real cool for me because I look up to him so much. Is there a first of all, who's the toughest player you've ever played against? Whew, uh I mean. In the NHL so far, I think the toughest player is, has been, you know, Zidane Ochara because you can't get her, you can't so get around him. Man. So, um, and, and you know, if you're getting in front of the net, which I try to do, it's yeah. it's gonna be a real, gonna be a real sore after that game. Uh, like you mentioned, kind of, it's hard to get to the front, and that guys are big, strong, fast. What's been the biggest jump from uh, college hockey into the pro game? Yeah, I think just the speed and the speed and the pace. You know, everybody's fast out there, and you really got to be, you know, on your toes. And and with that, you also got to be thinking a couple steps ahead. So, um, when you have it, you know, you're going to do with it before. So, um, I think that's just for me is the toughest pace or the the toughest thing. And um, no, it's just you learn so much every game. So it's just all about applying what you learned um, for the for the next shifts and the next game. Um, obviously, being at the National Hockey League level now, a lot bigger stage. With that comes. Some guys making some memes sometimes, some gifts. There's been one going around of you laughing at your teammate, Max Lejoie, rolling your eyes when he said the first person he called when he found he made the team was his girlfriend. What's it like to know that you're making memes like that that are going all around the Twitter sphere? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's real funny. It was, um, no, when he said that, it was, it was my you know, genuine reaction. <laughs> shock. But, um, no, it's, it was all funny games. Uh, 
I know he's not mad at me, yeah. and his girlfriend's not mad. <laughs> they both thought it was pretty funny. So, um, no, it's been it's been cool. It's you know, I see it, and the boys got a lot of laughs about it. So, no, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Following that up, how many of the boys texted you, DM'd you, everything uh, after seeing that? And then, who was the first person you called when you learned you were going to make your NHL debut? Yeah. So, so to answer that first one, there's a lot of my you know, buddies that from the U.S. program from, from BU that, that texted me and, and, and thought, it was, thought it was hilarious. So, um, to be honest, yeah, I didn't really know it got out there until, you know, after one day I went on my phone and I saw a bunch of notifications. I was kind of yeah. kind of shocked and then I, then I saw it. So it was, uh, it was pretty funny. I know the guys on the, on, on the team got a good kick out of it. And then, um, yeah, just, um, just stuff like that. Uh, last one for me, obviously being an auto guy, being from Canada, pretty familiar with the local crowd in the scene. How many times do you uh, tend the horse so far? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, not much. It's just been, uh. it's been pretty busy. So, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, we haven't really had time to you know, go out either. It's just been you no know, uh, you know, practice and then just relaxing. So, It'll um, come. It'll come. So love it, love it. Last one for me as well. Um, obviously your dad was fifth in USA born players and points, third in goals. What kind of, um, long-term goals do you have for your career? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I haven't really planned too many, too many long-term goals. Um, mine are more, you know, short-term and, and trying to do you know what I can every day to get better and stuff like that. And, and just try to, you know, for me, it's just make an impact every time on the ice and, and try to keep continuing that um, shift after shift and game after game. So those are kind of my main focuses right now. And, and um, you know, just I'll give you one long term. It's just um, and I'll try to, to be honest with you, I know my brother and I are both striving to have uh, the career my dad had. So mm-hmm. um, I know my brother and I are pretty motivated um, motivated guys. So um, I know we'll do everything in our power to, to try to get to, to where, where my dad was. But, um, you know, my dad had an unbelievable career. So, um, we'll see, but um, now we just got to get the work boots on. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Last one I have, uh, obviously, a lot of hypotheticals, a lot of different things go into it, but any potential down the road of you and your brother ever trying to pair up and play on the same team together? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean down the road, it, it could potentially happen. I know um, it would be real special to my brother and I, and, and um, it would be real special to my parents. They don't have to go travel too far to see both. They just get to go to one city and see both. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I know it would be you know, pretty cool to be on the same team um, as my brother. Well, Brady, I want to thank you for joining us. Obviously, you're busy with the NHL uh, slate heating up here, and I want to say good luck Saturday against Montreal, and thank you again for joining us. Thanks again, Brady. really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. No worries. Take it easy, buddy. That was Ottawa forward rookie sensation, if you will, Brady Kachuk. I want to thank him again for joining us. If you miss any of the interview, you just joined us halfway, you're just joining us now, check us out at Apple Podcasts on Beyond the Badgers. We're going to take a quick break for a PSA, and we'll be right back. I'm a champion, real-life checks mechanism. I should kill Emil Ferret. He's not a normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive.
public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Back here, Beyond the Badgers, it is 426. Again, if you just missed it, interview with Ottawa Senators rookie forward Brady Kachuk. Again, as always, it'll be up on the podcast, Beyond the Badgers, Apple Podcasts. It'll be on Bean Pod? Podbean. 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 It'll be out there. Check Twitter, Facebook. It'll all be there. Before we dive into the NFL recap and obviously picks, I love, I love that I did better in picks. Dubs, let's start it out. What is our record in NFL and picks two in the last two weeks and then our locks? All right, so um, after Patty's blistering tough last week, this week, week. Um, tough week, he kind of came down to earth. Oh, with he definitely came down to earth. Mediocre, I worried. eight I and seven about. record. Ain't no problem. Um, but Lobo has stayed consistent with a ten and five record. But Patty still with Let's a commanding two game lead. Let's go. What do we got for locks here? Um, in regards to locks, uh, mine Patty dunk is, this week. Yeah, he went with the Jaguars who. Got Laid obliterated at home. They were pitiful. Tough. I mean, on the road, excuse me. Tough. And um, Lobo actually had another victory, so he's won back-to-back NFL games for this past week. Buy yourself something nice. Take our locks this week. This week. Starting uh, week six recap on Thursday night, the Eagles absolutely embarrassed the Giants Stop at home. Them. 34-13. Carson Wentz coming back with three touchdown passes. I think the Giants are dead. They are. I don't even think it's a think. They are. Like, how can you possibly expect to win the games when you have studs on the offense that just don't get involved? Yeah, I told you, man. Eli Manning is. They they came out today. Pat Shermer, the head coach, said we still have all the confidence in the world in him. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver, said that um, the people are trying to make fake stories and uh, have them turn on each other. We'll see. I think they're going to bond. Through this, but Eli Manning's just terrible. Do you think you think they made the right decision in the draft, drafting Saquon, or should they have gone QB? Absolutely the right decision. Agreed. You Club ha- on the same you page. Ha- when you get a generational guy like that, uh, not only run the ball but catching the ball, Whew. making plays, it does hurt when you don't have somebody to get him the ball though. True. Got to upgrade that offensive line too. But again, Carson Wentz looked nice throwing three touchdowns. NFC East is absolutely wide open. Yeah, it's going to be a battle to the bend. Sunday, we had my Vikings and Dubs Vikings defeating the Arizona Cardinals 27-17. Latavius Murray ran off on the plug twice. He did. He He had 155 yards rushing, and we finally got our – Vikes finally got our first rushing touchdown. (laughs) Kirk Cousins rushes for a touchdown. And, Patty, I leave you with this. Is Kirk Cousins a top-10 quarterback in the National Football League? I think so, yeah. Yes, right answer. (laughs) It makes both of you happy. I see the two of you both with – Stupid smiles on your faces, but I think he is. I think he's played really well this year. Helps, obviously, being able to, to get the running game in balls. So he doesn't have to throw the ball 60 times a game, so that's definitely going to be helpful down the road. But, yep. again, big win for them in the battle in the division. Huge. Obviously, Huge uh, we'll get to it, but uh, Bears lost, so that's big. And uh, Vikes approved a 3-2-1. and one. Cardinals go 2-1-5. and five. Buccaneers fall to the Falcons on the road, 34-29. Matt Ryan, three touchdown passes and 354 yards passing. The big news, though, that I wanted to get to, Devonta Freeman placed in the injured reserve due to groin surgery. He will be out for the year. Will this affect the Falcons going forward? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they have Tevin Coleman, who's played well so far this year. He's always 
they've always found ways to get him involved. Um, again, they've been playing without Freeman for most of the year already, so it shouldn't be too big of a shakeup. Big story to this game, I thought, though, was Jameis Winston. He looked in good. his first start since coming off a of suspension. Obviously replaced Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, the week before at halftime after they were getting blown out by the Bears in the first half. But he looked good. Threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. Almost, almost sealed the deal for them at the end, too. could have won that Could have won that. Yeah, they all, he ran it up the middle, got it inside the 10, and then the old Chris Berman, whoop, the lateral game gets going. Pitching it back. Just, just missed Deshaun Jackson on the lateral. Ball goes out of bounds, game over. Otherwise, he's got it at about the four-yard line, and it's tight. It's the race to the end zone. Tough to see the uh, Buccaneers drop their third straight, but they are 2-3. and three. Falcons improved to 2-4. and four. Possibly the most, no, not the most inci- ins- exciting game because it was a crazy week, but the Steelers come One all of the, many the way back to defeat the Bengals 28-21. It was Ben Roethlisberger connecting with Antonio Brown for the game-winning touchdown. These two rivals, obviously they're heated. I said Pittsburgh wasn't going to make the playoffs. I stand by that because the Bengals are still 4-2. and two. Big story, I thought, from this game, Vontez Perfect absolutely murdered Antonio Brown shoulder to the head when he was defenseless. Your thoughts? This game always gets heated. This division between the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, it is always heated. There are always tons of flags being tossed, but A.B. gets the final laugh. He catches that right on the line and takes it to the crib you bet. for the win in the final minute. Big Ben looked nice, did what he had to do to get the win. Steelers over 500 at 3-2-1. and one. Helped James Conner, ran for 111 looks yards, looked good. Uh, real, what do you think is going to happen when Le'Veon comes back off that bye? I think they're going to use both of them, but since that, since they know Le'Veon's not going to re-sign him, they're going to use him into the ground. Like I'm talking <laughs> like 25 touches ground. a game, but I think they'll find a way to get James Conner involved, maybe slowly work in Le'Veon, and then finally, as, as the season moves forward, bring him on fully as the starter. Uh, Chargers take down the another AFC North team, the Browns, 38-14. Phillip Rivers, two touchdown passes to Terrell Williams. Phillip Rivers, I have a stat for you. I don't know where my phone is. I think Phillip Rivers, the, I can remember it. Phillip Rivers is the best, has the best completion percentage outside the pocket this season. Your thoughts on that? No, not completion percentage, passer rating. He's the best passer outside the pocket. Are you surprised? Honestly, yes, very surprised because Phillip Rivers is not very mobile at all. Never was great, and with age has slowed way down, and he looks awkward when he's outside the pocket. So that is surprising, but good for him. That's that's impressive. He's got weapons. Yeah, he does. But he uh, I honestly didn't would never have guessed that. I would have guessed somebody like Rogers who's so good outside the pocket extending plays. You think? That's kind of – who do you think second? It's not Rogers. It's not Rogers. Who do you think second? No, we won't do second. Matt Ryan second. Who do you think's the worst rating quarterback outside the pocket this season? Uh huh. Dubs, you can get on this too. All right. Um, I'm I'm, you want to go first? Dubs, go first because Patty's go first. I'm thinking he's got he's losing. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. That Ooh. is incorrect. He stinks, but it's not correct. I'm gonna go with. <sighs> I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because his O-line stinks, and he finds himself having to scramble all over the place and get hit. Russell Wilson actually is a top five outside the pocket. Really? If you guessed Baker Mayfield, you would be correct. Baker Mayfield's passer rating outside the pocket is a woeful 7.5. 
Just to give you an idea of how bad that is, Philip Rivers leading the league in pass rating outside 100. pocket with 147.9 rating. Speaking of my Mitchell, Chargers, you did say it. They they got a big big help from New England this week, which we will absolutely get to because that game was wild. But Baker like Mayfield, it. they got down early. He had to throw the ball a lot more than in any other game he's had to. Threw for th- threw 46 times, only threw 238 yards on those 22 completions out of his 46 tosses, only one touchdown, but. Melvin Gordon had himself a day, yeah, had himself a day, 18 carries, 132 yards, three touchdowns. He's nice. Wisco boy, Wisco baby. boy. Love to see the Wisco what boys What a backfield well. that was, eh? Yeah, pretty good. Wild. Pretty good. Him, James White, they were nice. Don't sleep on my Chargers. Four and two, baby. Four and two. Across the pond, it was the Seattle Seahawks taking down the Oakland Raiders 27-3. Russell Wilson gets back into the win column. Three touchdowns from him. The Raiders stink. I feel for John Gruden, man. He's the one that's doing it because he traded oh, Khalil oh, Mack, no, the best but guy. I, I know, but I, I feel for him. He comes in, comes out of the booth, back onto the sidelines, lots of high expectations, and it just has not worked out at all. They should they should be 0-6. They got that win against Cleveland when Cleveland got robbed, but whew, it, it doesn't look pretty. No, it doesn't. It does that's going to be a long year Raider Nation. Uh, for the Raiders. They'll be at the in the cellar of the AFC West. But the Seahawks, Seahawks could make the playoffs. Could you they, see them making it? I could see them making it. It'll all be on the backs of Russell Wilson, though, because that guy has to put up with somebody in his face consistently every possession. We'll see. His O-line stinks. It's it's not good. They improved it through three Raiders, one and five. It overtime, it wouldn't be an NFL week without overtime. Nope. The Dolphins defeat the Bears 31-28 on a co- uh, Oh, sorry. Jason Sanders. Not Cody Parkey. He was hurt. Was Jason hurt. Sanders, 47-yard field goal field in goal. overtime. The Bears, everybody said, oh, the Bears are away, and the Bears are great. Bears defense, Bears this, Bears that. I love that. Bears the are Brocket ship, also known as Brock Osweiler. Or Brock-tober. Brocktober. <laughs> Absolutely. He's beaten Bears so many times in his career. He's He's been on three teams, and he's beaten the Bears on all three of those teams. He owns the Bears. He looked good. He did. He did look good. This this game, though, both teams fumble on the one-yard line. Miami's coming in overtime. Bears recover. They gave them the touchback, too, instead of having to make a punch out on the one. Jordan Howard, fumble. Kenyon Drake, fumble. Both you see on him on the line. sideline? You hate to see it. Kenyon Drake was towel draped over his head. Finally, the Bears drive themselves into field goal range. Boom. Misses it. Dolphins drive back for Sanders to kick his first career game-winning field goal. Picks up his teammate, Drake, who was... Arguably the happiest guy, so relieved. Oh, he went over and gave him a big hug. Buy that guy a steak dinner or something Seriously. after that game. Dolphins improved to 4-2 and two to keep pace with the Patriots. Bears Are they the keeping th- pace, though? No. They're 4-2. and two. They're both 4-2. and two. Yeah, but in reality, come on. Come on. You don't know anything about that, Paul. Bears the still Dolphins lead the, the NFC team. North with a record of 3-2. and two. This game, every time red zone turned to this game, there was a turnover. Every single time. Jets defeat the Colts 42-34. I think there was like 10, 10 turnovers. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's fumbles. There's interceptions. Andrew Luck's throwing interceptions. Darnold's throwing interceptions. It was it was brutal Shoot out. to watch. Shootout, though. 42-34 final. Putting up points on the board. Andrew Luck finished with four touchdown passes. Not bad. It's kind of nice. Come to the kickers after we have definitely berated the kickers on this show. Jason and Myers. they deserved to be. Roasted. Jason Myers. My God, they were franchise bad. record seven field goals made in that game. Is that good? That's pretty that good. good. Twenty-one points himself. Kickers have been <laughs> looking nice. Kickers had a good day. 
Kicker's been having a better days the last two weeks. Give some credit. Redskins defeat the Panthers 23-17. Josh Norman gets his first interception in about two years. Cam Against Newton his old QB. Was, yeah, it's oh, little, you know he was running his mouth afterwards, oh, yeah. too. Um, but then again, the Redskins. This is the, jo- this is the joy of the NFL. You go from looking like you can't even score a point and win a game to you beat one of the best teams in the league, the Carolina Panthers. Redskins fit that mold. What are your thoughts on this game? The NFL is just insane, man. The fights in the divisions. Well, I think so. The fights win. on the field. I oh, say, yeah. well, those two. Those are getting but testy. Th- those two, but I mean, the divisions are insane. You have the NFC East. You have the Redskins at three and two. You have the Cowboys at three and three. The Eagles at three and three. That's going to be a dogfight to the end. You have the NFC North. You got the Bears, Packers, and Vikings all at three and two or three two and one with the Vikings and Pack tying. Like these divisions are going to be an absolute dogfight to the bitter end. Dobbs, mark this down right now. The Panthers losing was a big loss. Okay, Patty, you just named two divisions. Who will win out of the NFC East and the NFC North? Mark this down, Dubs. Out of the NFC East? I'll go first because yeah. I'll let you think about it. No, I don't need to think Okay, about go ahead. It. I got the Eagles winning the NFC East and out of the, you said the NFC North, correct? Out of the NFC North? I mean, you did. I'm take the Vikings. I am going to take the Vikes. I will also take the Vikes, and I think the Dallas Cowboys really? will win the really? NFC East. Mark it down, Dubs. Really? Mark it down. Last game of the 12 o'clock slate, the Texans got an absolute gift from the Bills to, oh to win 20-13. to 13. The man himself, Pick Peterman. Josh Allen exits with an elbow injury. Nathan Peterman promptly comes in and gives up a pick six with just under two minutes to play to seal the deal. Nice. Did the Bills Tie lose or did the Texans win? The Bills, Peterman lost. Lost it. Peterman lost. They got a tie game. Josh Allen has been... Honestly, unbelievable for the Bills. Was that first game he came in against the Chargers when he replaced them, Very and they were already getting smoked. That's a big loss for the Bills, and Peterman comes in and just, just literally throws the game away. Oh, literally. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what nice. Did. Yeah, right. Nice, dude. Knuckles. Oh, hey, thanks, man. Nice. Thanks, man. But, no, they the Texans did not win. The Bills lost it. Peterman lost it for his team. Texans are so overrated with a 3-3 three and 3-3 three three and three record. They're not a 3-3 three and three team. Late afternoon games in the mile high. Rams defeat the Broncos 23-20. Score wasn't as close as the game was. Broncos had a backdoor touchdown with about two minutes to go. Todd Gurley absolutely tearing teams apart. Two more touchdowns. 208 yards. I'll I'll have uh, questions for you nice. twofold. Hit me, man. Will the Rams lose a game this year? And when can we get rid of Case Keenum for the Denver Broncos? <laughs> I think I think they'll lose a game at some point. It's it's so tough to go undefeated over the whole year. Yep. Um, so not really a hot take. Um, Case Keenum, did you see the crowd when uh, when they brought in Chad Kelly? They were pumped. The, what? Oh, they were pumped. They were, he literally came in, took a knee and to end the first half, but the crowd was going wild. Get Swag Kelly in the game. Get Swag Kelly. That's what I'm saying. Juco, former Juco guy. Anybody who's ever seen um, the Netflix series, um, why am I blanking on it right now? He played East Mis- East Mississippi I'm Community just, College. Just, just bad Last chance, you. There you go. Jack Kelly came in before season one, uh, played there, but sitting in the sitting in the wings waiting for his chance. Hopefully, he gets it soon because Case Keenum. I tell you what, the Vikes made an absolute great decision to get Kirk Cousins instead of Case Keenum. Yes. Cowboys, my Cowboys. I'm gonna say my now. My Cowboys. Um, okay, Graffer. Smoke. Okay, Graffer. Every team's my team, eh? Yeah, they smoked the Jaguars, forty to seven. Cole, Be- uh, Cole Beasley, two touchdown passes from Dak Prescott. Mr. 
uh, Ezekiel Elliott was eaten, he and was the Jaguars eaten. look bad. You hate to see. They uh, have looked bad ever since they beat New England. You hate to see Jalen Ramsey real quiet. A- answered like, I don't know, every yeah. single answer. You after, hate to see that. After yelling at reporters to put some respect in my man, Blake Re- Bortles. Real shame. After claiming he could play hockey after one month. Real shame. Of real learning shame. how to play. No. Real shame. Real shame. Both teams are at 3-3. Three and three. Ravens blank the Titans 21-0. Titans are absolutely pretenders. The Titans were bad in this game. Bad. Who's going to win the AFC South? They're all 3-3. Three and three. It's Marcus again, just, another, just another absolute dogfight. I think I think Jacksonville will end up winning it. I just Houston and Tennessee, I don't believe, are both deserving of being 500 right now. I think Jacksonville is the best team in that division, hands down. Yeah, Jacksonville should win this division. I'll pick them to win. I think they're the other two. I mean, your records get def- inflated, excuse yeah. me, not to make a deflate gate on the Colts, but, um, <laughs> playing those bad teams. So, Ravens, are they going to make your top five this week? The Ravens do not make my top five. Dubs, this week. They, make they get an honorable mention, though. We'll see. We'll see. I like that. Mention. Keep the people coming back. Sunday night football was an absolute thriller. Patriots oh my, defeat the Chiefs ever. 43 to 40. Gronk, there's so many things to talk about in this game. So First, many things. Gronk stiff armed some dude into oblivion. Tom Brady was great. Mr. Tariq Hill is an absolute it's spark plug. Incredible. One with one fourth quarter, only one punt in the game. Love it. Love to see it. Love it. It's just back and forth. Absolute straight shootout. New England scores. Next time they hold, uh, they hold KC to the three and out. In comes the one punt of the game. Patriots go down, kick another field goal. Twelve seconds is all it took for Mahomes to throw a deep ball to Tyreek Hill, and it was see ya later. I love how he gives a peace sign too. There were a couple guys within about two yards of him when he caught it, and by the time he crossed the goal line, they might have been ten yards back. And he goes right at. The New England faithful right on the sidelines. He got some beer dumped on him. That, oh, that fan got, was arrested. He got some beer thrown at him, some beer People dumped on him. A couple uh, hand gestures thrown his way, but New England faithful gets the last laugh. Patty Mahomes, man. This guy is going to be, I, I mean. He's going to be an absolute stunt. 352, four touchdowns. Another, four, another four touchdowns. Is he, is he early candidate? Wait. Never mind. I, I don't want to spoil it. I know uh, where you're going with yeah, it. I don't Read in your mind. Um, but, yeah, great game. Tom Brady. Just keeps better with age. You gotta love it. He he's finally got all of his weapons. Sonny Michelle looked really good. He's got James White in the red zone area, really good coming to the backfield, uh, catching passes. He's got Gronk. He's got Josh Gordon for a deep ball threat. He's got Edelman on the inside the slot. He's got weapons at every spot now. And Tom, you give Tom time, guy's gonna make you pay every single time. Yeah, he's pretty. And the Chiefs, he just doesn't like to stop anybody. So Monday Night Football last night, the Packers survive thirty three thirty. Thanks to a Mason Crosby game-winning field goal as time expires. Let's give a hand to Mason Crosby. Big bounce back. He deserves it. He deserves it. Ugly game against Detroit. Ugly is an understatement. Hideous. Puts in the back of his mind. Has a great game against the 49ers. First of all, there's two two takeaways for this game. Packers fans celebrating this win should be kicked out of Wisconsin. The (laughs) fact that you are celebrating that you barely beat a C.J. Beathard-led San Francisco 49ers and Win's team. a win. Win's One a win. and four coming into this game. Win is a win. Get out of here, man. Win's Get out of here. They did, sec- what they, they did what they had to do, though. They keep pace in the division. That's tight. I love, I love Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers. 
He's my better. God, man. He's so He's good. a bad man. He's a bad man. man. He's kind of nice. Not a big deal. Absolutely surgical on that last drive. Runs one up the middle for about 30 yards. Just, just dancing around the, hob- the pocket. Still on the hobbled knee, too. Dancing around the pocket. That man. It's a bad man. Bad He's a man. Bad man. Packers go to three and two, like you said. 49ers, one and five. Dubs, give us the last question of the first five. There are five in the first five because it relates to the NFL. All right, just to We're kind of like round out week six, um, there's been a lot of big performances in the NFL this season with Mahomes. You could even say Phil Rivers, Brady, and Drew Brees. Um, who is your favorite right now for the most valuable player in the football league? You said him, I will go first. Patrick Mahomes, this guy just throws touchdowns like it his his actual job because like it is his actual job. He literally just – the guy just – if his D could stop anybody one time. They would be blowing teams out. They have. But to beat the top teams like New England, you got to have your D come up with some stops. Patrick Mahomes is very mainstream. I will not go there. Dude. The guy's, what, 18 touchdown passes already? He had 14 going in. I'll give you a couple names that might surprise you. Besides Tom Brady, because Tom Brady will be up there. I'm going to give you a couple names. Khalil Mack, Chicago Bears. Kind of nice. My man, Drew Brees. Oh, Drew Brees. Another good one. And my man, Todd Gurley the second. Oh, yeah. I like all three of those guys on top of Brady and Mahomes. Really? I would put I would put Gurley and Mahomes in the category of battling out. Mahomes has 18 touchdown passes in six games. Is that good? Is that good? Throw Four picks, but 18 touchdown passes. Throwing him like he's My God. going out of style. So that was our week six wrap-up. We'll take a break, come back, do some picks, Power and rankings. get on out of here. Wrap it up. Need to quick order a new pair of headphones or a book you've been wanting to read? When you order on Amazon, head to smile.amazon.com and set your charitable organization to Friends of Mason Student Radio. At no cost to you, Amazon will donate a percentage of your purchase to WSUM. For more information, visit smile.amazon.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Badgers. Last 10 minutes of the program here. Dubs, give me your five top five power rankings here in the NFL. Okay, I got a pair of AFC West teams rounding out five and four. The Chargers at five. Melvin Gordon is the best player in the NFL that nobody talks about, like and it. that is a fact. Fair. Nine rushing, nine total touchdowns through six games. And number three, I got the Saints. And wait, who you got four? Oh, uh, Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs at yeah. four. Yeah, I mean wow. it's a tough drop. Um, the defenses are really a concern, but I can't keep them out of the top five. Yep. Um, Saints stay at three for me this week. Five and one. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But um, the only team that has stopped the New Orleans Saints is the bye week, and that's it. Um, like true. it. true. Um, so I think with Ingram coming back, they, they're they loaded. And then I got the Patriots at number two. New England has scored 38 points in each of the last three games. The offense is looking good. Maybe the best that they've ever had, and that's saying a lot. And then at number one, I got the 6-0 and Rams. Um, they just continue to win. Todd Gurley, three touchdowns again. Very, very good team out in L.A. Like it. I will go uh, next. I like the Chargers. My Chargers, Phillip Rivers, Mel Gordon. Five, put eh? them in at five. New Orleans needs a four. Can't quite have them squeak over the top of Kansas City, who I have at three. Patrick Mahomes, pretty nice. Defense, not so nice. 
New England Patriots at two, obviously with the big win. They got to go ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs and then L.A. Rams undefeated. Pretty big no-brainer. I like I like that the boys kind of have kind of have them mixed up this time. We're pretty close though. I got Cincy coming at number five, okay. despite the loss this week. Big play from a big player uh, and AB to win it. I don't like I don't like tough putting. I don't like it. I don't like it. Coming at four, I got Saints coming off the bye week. Obviously, still deserving of being there, but stayed pat last week. Number three, I got the Chiefs. Only reason I got New England number two is because they beat them and Brady got his weapons back. Number one, undefeated. Rams. Like it. Dubs, let's get into some picks. All right, week seven picks. We got a stinker on Thursday night. <laughs> Broncos, Cardinals. Watch out for Chad Kelly's debut. Uh, oh, uh, a little stinker on, on Thursday. I'll take the Cardinals at home. Give me some Cardinals. Wow. Josh Rosen. Give me the Broncos. Denver two-point favorites right now. Okay, and at Wembley, we got Chargers and Titans. My Give us the Chargers. Um, and then big game for big NFC North implications. We got the Patriots traveling to Soldier Field to play the Bears. This is a huge game, yeah. and I love the Patriots in it. Tom Brady. As do I. Tom He's, Brady doesn't mess around after, no. like, week five. No. All right, and the Vikings face back-to-back rookie quarterbacks as they travel to New York and play in the Jets. The Vikings. This is my Lululemon, Stone Cold <laughs> Lock. The Vikings will crush the Jets this week. Yeah, they will. By a mile. Okay, and then we got um, the Bills at two and four going into Lucas Oil to play the Colts at one and five. I think this, I think this is going to be potential pillow fight, potential shootout, depending on whether Pick Peterman's playing or whether Josh Allen can play. Who do you got? I'm going to take the Colts at home. I like the Colts. Early reports are Josh Allen's going to miss at least a couple weeks. Not good. Not good. Yeah, could be a healthy serving of turnovers. And then we got um, the undefeated at home Miami Dolphins hosting the Detroit Lions. Oh, they, man, they are good on the at home. Lions coming off a bye. Give me the Lions. Yeah, I'm also gonna take the Lions at home. No, or, sorry, uh, Lions coming off the bye to beat Miami at home. Okay, big game for both teams. The Panthers travel to Lincoln Financial to play the Eagles. Give this me the a, Eagles. This is a big game, but Eagles, Eagles at home. Okay, and then Tampa looks to bounce back after losing this three. Is an interesting one against at home against Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. I promise you, the Bron- the Buccaneers will win this game. I promise you, they will. They dogged me last week. I wanted them. Pictures my heart. Chase them? But the Browns are undefeated at home. They're not at home. Sorry. Why did you? Ah, hair wrong. Putting my locks in my as we go here. Um, yeah, then I, I take that out. I'm going with the Bucks at home. Bucks are good at home. Browns are not good on the road. Next one. And then um, the AFC South Division leader is Yuck. on the line as we got the Texans on the road at Jackson. Jags. Yeah, Jags. Um, three twenty-five games. We got the Ravens hosting the New Orleans Saints. It's gonna be a great game. It will be a good game. And the Saints are gonna squeak one out by two points with uh, a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. I'm also taking the Saints. Jeez, we're not mixing it up. We're not here. mixing it up. We like the Rams. Just don't even do it. Yeah, we, we like, like the Rams. Rams. No faith in our guy Kittle. I love Kittle. We, love but Kittle. we don't have any faith in the All team right. as a whole. And then we got against the NFC. Rams too. Yeah, that's tough. NFC showdown, um, you're at Lobo and his Cowboys against the Washington Redskins. Cowboys are going to win this game. They are 0-3 on the road. They're going to get their first win. Redskins are going to come back down to earth. You just gave me my reason for picking the Skins. Cowboys have not won a game on the road. They have not looked good on the road. Give me the Redskins. Yeah, I think Alex Smith is going to have to make some throws in that one. Um, Sunday night, we got the Bengals and the Chiefs. Another back-to-back big pass for Kansas City. Sunday Night Football again, too. Andy Reid has never beaten Marvin Lewis. Give me the Bengals. Really? 
Ooh, pulling stats out of nowhere. Give me the Chiefs to bounce back. They went a nail-biter last week. They're at home. Back in the confines of Arrowhead. Loud, tough environment. Give me the Chiefs. Going to be very electric. And then we got the drama-filled 1-5 um, New York football giants against an Atlanta team that could make in some strides. Yeah, I do Monday like night. the Falcons. Falcons should easily win this game. As do I. All right, Patrick. Time, my favorite time of the week, the Jenny Snooze Locks <laughs> of the Week. I'm 2-0, and oh, and I will go first. My lock of the week is simple. The Tennessee Titans stink. Yes. The Jacksonville yes, Jaguars do. stink. Tennessee, very overrated with their 3-3 three and three record. Give me the Jaguars at home, minus 5. Lock it up. Buy yourself something nice. Buy your mom something nice. Free money there. Um, I am going to take... I'm going to take the Chargers, minus six and a half. You like going for the big spread, huh? They're playing the Titans. No, they're not. Week seven? Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. I was thinking oh, the Texans. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville's got Houston. I got all messed up. Sorry. That's on me. You caught me off guard there. Um, uh, yeah, that's on me. And then, Texans stink. Texans stink. And then right now the Vikings are only minus three against the Jets. Give me the Vikes minus three. Oh, he's got two. I like it. I'm going to hit you with a third, too. Oh, my God. Another big spread. ATL, minus five and a half against the New York football giants who stink. Yeah, they're bad. Give me, um, the, give me the Falcons. College football bets, dubs. Do you have any? I got two, I got two locks. All right, let's hear it. Texas Tech, minus 20 and a half. Oh, my God. Dude, they, they've put up over 40 points, I think, in every week, except for one. They're on their third quarterback. Yep. And then Ohio State, minus 13 and a half. Ooh, Really? You heard Let's it. See. Purdue's not bad. It. Purdue's not bad. Ohio State's nice, though. Here are my three locks. Indiana plus 14. Penn State is 2-12 and 2 against the spread following a loss under James Franklin. Give me Indiana. I'm going to take UAB at home. UAB is 9-0-1 against the spread in their last 10 home games. They are plus 1 against North Texas. And I like Eastern Michigan. They're on a 15-2 run against the spread when playing on the road at Ball State, minus 2 and a half. Well, that's it for us here. Beyond the Badgers wrapping up again. If you missed up any or if you missed out on anything from today's show, picks, locks, interview with Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators, again, you can check it out. Apple Podcasts, Beyond the Badgers, Podbean online. Check out Facebook, Twitter, it'll all be there. Thanks again for everybody listening. Love you guys.